Riley Morgan, he's not sitting in the crowd. He's out there in the number 37 for Subiaco. Kicking goals. Yeah, kick, a, kicking ankles, well, nipping and pinching them. Is that what a tagger does? Well, no. Why don't you ask Riley Morgan yourself? Hello, Morgs. Hello, boys. How are you? Good. Now, I asked Declan Mountford a bit earlier because he's a star tagger. I don't know if you've taken any inspiration from him at all. But he said he's not a talker, he's a pincher and a nudger. Are you a pincher and a nudger or a talker or a combination of the two as a tagger? Oh, I'd just say a niggler. None of the above, maybe, even, Dale. I'm not much of a talker. I'm not much of a of a sort of pincher either. So I think I'm just a bit of a niggler and just like letting the, whoever I'm playing on know I'm there. What if you play on him? Uh, Jacob's thing, you might be tagging I have him. no inside word on this, but Deck's playing a pretty important role in the middle of the ground. I'm not sure about Bailey Rogers or Jai Bolton at the minute playing in the middle. So if you go to somebody, I think Deck might be your man. Yeah, well, Deck's been huge the last few weeks, judging by the numbers. Um, you could probably say he's in career best form at the moment for, for Claremont at least anyway. So he's certainly a, a crucial cog in that midfield. And, you know, it's, it's interesting to see with Bailey. Obviously, he hasn't played for the last month. But knowing the, the kind of person he is and the kind of bloke he is, he would have done everything in his power to get up for this weekend, given, the I guess, the magnitude of the game. And, and Cal England as well, a good mate of mine, who's playing some pretty good footy inside there at the moment. And he's probably there their most damaging line breaker through that sort of inside midfield set. So it'll be interesting to see what sort of look I get tomorrow. Cal England's too fast for you. Oh, I'd be concerned oh, if you have to too. chase if you have to chase Cal England around, you might be chasing backside for most of the day. Oh, I would be way too fast for me, Jale. I've absolutely no chance if he got goal side. Well, let's hope it's Declan Manford perhaps. It might be a good matchup. Hey, you're playing good footy, you're coming off a weekend off. How was the, the few days of R and R as you prepare to get back into footy and I guess you had more time to, to check your tips? Yeah, it was good. It was really nice. Um, it, was, it was great of the, the footy club to give us a, a pretty sort of a pretty little a nice little break at least. Anyway, we got the Thursday and the Sunday off, which they, they didn't have to give us. So no, I really appreciate that from Serbia. And I think it was just reward for effort for the boys for the the first block of footy we've put in over the, the first half of the season. But no, it, as we spoke about this week, and as you just spoke about on the show just before JL, the theme of the week has been the struggle teams have had with playing off the bye and. I know the teams in the AFL have been 0-9 and nine coming off that week off, so we've sort of had that as a theme at the footy club this week, and we've had a couple of pretty solid training sessions on the track that sort of bring us right back into that footy zone, and we're looking forward to a, a great challenge tomorrow at Claremont. Your footy form's good. How would you assess your racing tipping form? It's going well, Wayne. Mm. I'm pretty happy with how I'm going at the moment. Um, it's made some good results, and I've actually got a couple of couple of runners in myself tomorrow out at out at uh, Belmont. So I've never had two in on a Saturday, so it's a big day all round tomorrow for myself. Excellent. Well, where are we going to start? We'll kick off in race number three. I'm pretty keen on one here each way about Gemma's son, who come back to racing some pretty good form this campaign I thought he was pretty stiff not to beat goes to walks so he's racing very well himself fresh this this prep after being chopped out in the straight at a crucial stage gets a kilo and a half in his favour here for that effort seven days later stepped up to 1200 metres and once again just probably didn't get much luck in the straight when he needed it so with some aggression from the gate here he should be out of trouble he should, could just about land one out one back for me here, Wayne. And Paul Harvey back on is always a positive. Back to the 1,000 metres here. I love the map with some positivity out of the gate. So for me, this looks a really good race for a horse that's been luckless thus far this campaign and has clearly come back in very good order. So happy to be with Gemma's son each way in a strong race. All right, number five. Now, race four, do we um, follow your horse again? You know, Songer, that's the, yours, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. I think we can. Um, I want to be having something on another horse in the race as well, but... 
He drops in class here after a, it was a very impressive win. I didn't get to watch the race live, but the way he sort of let down from almost near on last, it was a, a win of a nice horse, came home in the best last 400, 200 splits of that entire meeting. So Mitch Pateman, who's our, who's our trainer, has acquainted himself with the horse really well. And I just think knowing that the run on that bog track lane really took it out of the horse. So he was a bit flat for a few days following that effort. It's good planning to space this next run three weeks just to allow him that extra week to recover. So while Holly would need a little bit of luck from that wide gate, we haven't been offered any favours once again from the barrier gods. I think if she can get into a, a three-wide line here with a bit of cover tracking into the race, she can certainly go very close here. So I think he's a, I think he's a really nice horse, and though Mitch has a big opinion of him as well. But if I was to have something on something else in the race... Universal Playboy from the Michael Lane stable is dropping in class here. Off the back of a forgive run last start, you can completely pen that. The run prior to that was very good. Came home in the best last 200 metres of the meeting and hit the line better than impressive subsequent winner Colossal, who was our best bet last week, who saluted at a pretty short quote there in a nice win as well. So that form clearly holds up. And I think although he has to carry the 59, Chris Parnham jumps back on and back into a graduation. They're both big ticks and think that without much speed in the race, should be able to find the top and, and run them along. All right, Riley Morgan with us, uh, Subiaco midfielder and uh, racing expert. We're chatting uh, the, the field for tomorrow and the race card, and uh, Riley's giving us some tips to head into the weekend. Uh, one later in the card, or is that, does that do you? Uh, There's a couple of the two features tomorrow, JL. It's one of the bigger days of the winter, I guess, carnival out at Belmont, the, the winter racing season, I should say. The uh, Belmont Oaks and the Aquanita Stakes. Happy to have a couple of bets in both of those. Race 7, the Belmont Oaks. The market's completely flipped around this morning, and that's probably where I thought it should have been in the first place with its closing in, who looks the horse to beat in the field and is best suited at the trip off the strength of her past couple of starts. She's an iron filly. She's had sort of 13 starts this campaign, and she gets here off a pair of dominant wins where she absorbs some pretty quick tempo and still packs far too much firepower at the business end for her opposition. And I think what she has in her favour compared to the rest of this field is she's proven over the journey and a lot of these other three-year-olds are on trial at running the 2,000 metres. So you know that she's going to run, run the trip strongly. You know what you're going to get with her and William Pike. He's got that tactical versatility. He can park her in the small field wherever he wants. So I think she'll be going very close to winning the Belmont Oaks on Saturday. And then race eight, my best bet of the day comes up in the Aquanita Stakes. I'm really keen to be with Demolish here. Race eight, number two, more than held his own first up in the Belmont Guineas, which was a task in itself going first up into that quality of race over a mile and ran some cracking races over these staying journeys earlier in his three-year-old career. So I think he maps for the run of the race from barrier four. And much like it's closing in in the, start, in the race prior, the Oaks, you know will run a strong 2,000 opposed to the vast majority of the remaining runners who are on trial at the journey. So pretty keen to be with Demolished in the Aquanita. Brilliant. All right, a recap of those uh, for us, Riley, for those who've come in late. Yep, race number three. Keen to be with Gemma's son, each way, number five, who I think has come back to racing in fantastic order, this preparation without a great deal of luck. And then we go to race four, Universal Playboy, which is... Let me just get these numbers. Number three. Number three. Race four, number three, Universal Playboy. And also happy to have something on my horse as well, Songer, number five. Sorry, number four. And then we also go down to race number seven. The two features on the day, the Belmont Oaks, came to be with number two, It's Closing In, and race eight, number two, Demolish as well, to round out the day. Which other one did we barrack for? Your other horse. Got one in race number two, Wayne. Miss Fasari for Michael Lane. Okay. She's a horse who... She's a horse who needs things to go right. She's a get-back run on there. But for the first time in her career, she gains the services of William Pike, which is a big booking for the kind of horse she is. So looking forward to having the wizard 
aboard her on tomorrow, and uh, hopefully she can run a much-improved race on last start. All right. We wish you the best for your first, uh, well, Metropolitan Double, or any double, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great, mate. That would be unreal. I think the double pays around 35, 36 to 1, so if you are... If it could be a good day, that could uh, certainly make things much better if that was able to uh, get up as well, Wayne. A Subiaco win would just top off the day nicely. Riley, uh, call you in action tomorrow, and good luck with those tips. Beautiful. Thanks, boys. Have a good weekend. Riley Morgan with us here on Sport FM.